Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. So this week we're talking about season one of Amazon Prime's Invincible. Pro- probably primarily the finale of the season, but first let's uh, let's get some general thoughts in. Joseph, how do you feel about this show? Um, I had no idea this show existed until it dropped on Prime. And then I had a few friends who were just like, you, you've got to watch that first couple episodes. And I'm like, all right, I will. I will. All right, I, you know, <laughs> I'll get there. And um, then another one of my friends was watching it and she was just like, yeah, I heard it was in, it was here. It was great. So I'm just watching it right now. But it's just so basic. It just seems like, oh, there's nothing special about it at all. And then all of a sudden she messaged me. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, what the fuck is she talking about? Because she wouldn't tell me. So I put it on that night and burned through like the three episodes that had been released. Um, and I that exact moment where you just get there to the end of the first episode and you're like, this really is kind of basic. What's just a, a, a parody of the Justice League? What? Oh, 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 there it is. There it is. I get it. OK. And um, with the gore of like Ren and Stimpy on some kind of fucked up, you know, like R rating that even I think NC-17 would be covering it it is intense and it was it's fucking awesome i was so happy i got it i I learned about it after three episodes had been dropped so i could go with the rest of the series yeah i i don't think that i've because i always have my closed captions on i don't think i have ever watched a show that had the word squelch (laughs) in the closed captions as much as this one yeah there was a lot of squelching so much gooey squelching uh so I didn't watch it week to week either. Uh, I actually just binged it this entire week. So I watched episodes one through seven in a week, and then I watched the finale yesterday. And I had no expectations on the show. Everyone was talking about it, but I didn't know anything about it. And it basically, I had the same reaction where I was just watching it, and I was like, "Huh, this is this is the show's kind of okay," you know, I guess. And it. The art style weirdly kind of like reminds me of uh, of like the Jackie Chan adventures. Yeah, okay. It's very D- it's very like DC Teen Titans kind of animation. Like yeah, and it's like not very good. It's it's made to be that like a, a little extra cartoonish because you know with the comic books and everything, I think they're just going for that very cartoony. Um, you know, break that makes the gore a little bit easier <laughs> to, to handle because there's so much of it that if it's cartoons, I guess we can all handle it with uh, a little bit more ease I, I don't care i love horror and gore so this is all like very very eye candy for me you get to the end of that first episode and uh then the shoe drops yeah and like you think the episode's over because it does the whole like oh invincible and then starts rolling the credits mm-hmm. and then it's like oh oh we're gonna get some backstory on on the guardians okay and then uh well that was that was all she wrote for the guardians yeah 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 they gone they gone. And then we got a new crew, which is more of uh, like a parody of the uh, Avengers. And um, but they're but they're a little bit more obvious Motley crew dysfunctional. And the whole series that goes on with them trying to go into a family, which is nice. It's a good arc. Yeah. By the end of the season, they kind of gel. Yeah, it's good. I mean, like it has all the regular, I think, things you need for a superhero. But it has that darker underlying storyline. And obviously, if you haven't watched the show, um, I, I'm 
you should stop listening and go watch it so you know what the fuck we're talking about. But like, it's all worth it when you get to the end and you get to that final reveal. Like, you know, something is up. And you know, what, what, why did he do that? What's going on? And we all kind of play the part of the mom when we're like, we know something's up, but we don't know why. Like, is he, he seems to be, something's brewing because of the way he's talking to everyone about the, his son and having powers and you don't understand and yada, yada, yada. And then you do understand in the final episode what it actually is, what, what's the reason for him doing that. And you're like, ah, fuck, you had to go and do that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I kind of immediately pegged at the end of the first episode, like, oh, maybe the Viltrumites aren't great. Maybe they're like the Kryptonians or I guess more like the the Saiyans in like Dragon Ball Z where they're just a bunch of like asshole conquering dudes with superpowers. Yeah, I mean, if the Kryptonian, if the, I, mean, if it's, I mean, it's basically they're all Zods. Yes. From, if you're going from a Man of Steel DCEU, see, I know my DCEU. Mm-hmm. They're all Zods. Very like a military, we're militaristic. This is what we do. We, we only like strength. We only respect strength. And that whole sequence of like our entire civilization was all about reading out the, the weak. So we killed each other until there was only the strong. All right. That's how you're doing it. That's the culture. And yeah, you can get a sense of, of that in the beginning and all the foreshadowing is there. Toxic masculinity, the culture. Yeah, it is. It's exactly that. Um, and I, I think it, it works well for this show. I, I'm, I cannot. I'm happy that we got it. I'm surprised that we got it. So is this is this all that Amazon does? Like dark, bloody superhero parody shows? Yeah, they really seem to be the the edgy network when it comes to superhero content it's like disney has the real stuff hbo max has the weird stuff that you can't get an edit right and um you know amazon has the very gory insane shit that is like the late night 3 a.m kind of like programming apparently jeff bezos is like a secret edgelord <laughs> i imagine you're not going to like this comparison but the fight between Nolan and Mark in the final episode was very much Man of Steel for me. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I'm sure that was intentional. Yeah, I'm sure it was intentional, too. And, and I will go as far as to say I agree with you, but I think this was way better. And I don't just mean to, to bitch on DCU. This was more intense. I think this was more personal. This actually showed the cost of life that two super beings fighting in a major city would would rack up exactly especially when one is very intentionally trying to do it you know it's like it's not just accidental like oh we're just you know like, people are just getting in the way it was like no like the intention of his father was to create as much casual you know collateral damage as possible to make mark see um like this like i'm gonna do this to every the entire human race this is what's gonna happen and nothing matters death doesn't matter like these people don't matter so i'm just gonna show you killing them as many of them as possible to traumatize you. I mean, that whole sequence of him holding his freaking head to the freaking train as like all those bodies just break and squish on top of him, like freaking bugs on a windshield, the entire train and the population. Yeah, the train scene was super, super disturbing. He was literally like using Mark to kill people. Yeah, as a battering ram, you know, like, and just as they hit Mark, they just broke and, 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 all over the place like it's insane um and his face just that torture like ah you know like he's being not exactly father of the year i i I think we could we should someone should call child protective services yeah dude and like i know something about bad dads but this is a real bad dad that's a bad dad that's a very very bad dad 
So what did you think of the whole robot subplot of this season? I found it weird. It's got to be, it's, I'm sure they're building up to it because like, I feel like it, it led up to itself and then it happened. And then you're like, well, what now? And then even the story was like, well, now we're going to wait a minute because we, we have, we have to deal with this and we don't have time to deal with Rudy, the robot, Rudy, the robot. Okay. So yeah, but now he's Rudy. So, um, and the only thing we got is him being led to battle by little Hulk girl. This might have just been me, but I legit for like two or three episodes thought that he was going to kill Rex and replace him because I was like, why is he clo- like he's, he's stealing this guy's DNA? No, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. Or like what his intention basically, basically all he was like, she thinks he's cute and I want her to think I'm cute. So I'm going to go that way. And also, like, I just didn't I was like, how is he going to explain this? And then we actually get it. He awkwardly didn't he like awkwardly didn't think it would be a problem or anyone would work like have a problem with it it's like i just took your dna and made a clone body of yourself so i could eventually inhabit no one has a problem with this like we all have problems with it this is weird this is awkward man like oh i just didn't think it would be an issue yeah it is it's a little awkward i mean he literally yeah like stole dna from his teammate cloned himself a child body with it so that he could have an age appropriate relationship with a woman trapped in a child's body yeah, I mean, there's so many things when you say it out loud like that, it just seems ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? That's a fucking comic book plot right there. That's that's the most comic booky plot I've heard of. And I think that's the reason why we didn't really get more of it. It's like we're going somewhere with it, but you have to give us some time because it's going to deserve its own season. So we're it's we will see what happens. Did you know Rudy is not voiced by Quinto anymore when he's in? Like, I did notice that. Yeah, I did notice that. So I'm like, what the heck? I'm going to miss Quinto. I, ho- I, hope Quint- I hope the robot version of him is still voiced by Quinto. I don't know what they're going to do with that. I mean, like, why f- why fire Zachary Quinto? Well, I mean, I guess it doesn't make sense for them to have the same voice, so. Yeah, I mean, if they're different characters, technically. Yeah, same mind, but different different body. But, like, the body of, like, original Rudy, like, weird, decrepit, masked, like, slug Rudy or yeah whatever was uh was also voiced by Quinto so like it's just an odd choice the other body was voiced by Quinto but this is because it's 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 a new body with new DNA so yeah this is like a this is like morphologically a different body yeah exactly so they got a new voice for that so all right I get it it's just weird (laughs) also like you know you never want to lose Zachary Quinto because he's great no, he's amazing. I love Zachary Quinto. It's kind of like like I was very excited when he became part of the show. Like when I knew he was going to be part of the show, I was like, "Yay!" I love hearing his voice. He's a good Spock man. He is a good Spock. Um, you know what character I wish we had a little bit more of? Fucking Damien Darkblood, the Demon Detective. The Demon the- Detective. That's right. I was like, oh, at first I heard Damien Dark. I'm like, are we talking about the Flash universe now? But yeah, dar- dar- yeah, you're talking about the Demon Detective. The like John Constantine Hellboy hybrid, yeah, like, very John Constantine Hellboy hybrid, extremely. Yeah, that, I I just I found him so fascinating, and I was I was really fucking mad when they banished him to hell. I think I hope that he's come like that he's gonna come back because I mean the fact that we even have like a whole hell dimension there, I think is is fucking awesome. So the show's got so much going on. Yeah, and it's it's a huge world. Like they really did a lot of good soft, subtle world building. Um, when all this other shit's going on, and they made the drama interesting drama. 
The only issue I have with any of the teen angst drama going on is like Amber's when she's like, I've known, I just hate the fact that you've been lying to me. Okay, I get that. But if she knows anything about superhero logic, like she, un- she has to understand that there- he has a responsibility to keep that a secret. And two, like she's lying to him if she's known the entire time and has been yelling at him for being useless if she knows that he's been running around doing things. Like, I think that's bullshit. But they made up, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, I kind of wish they didn't make up, though, because honestly, I I like Eve way better, and I kind of want Eve and Mark to get together. That's eventually going to be a thing. I mean, like, I'm just feeling that. Not even knowing the comics, just looking at the character dynamic setup. I feel like that's going to be a problem later down the line. But, like, having having him have to make a choices and who he relates to and all this stuff is going to be part of other stories. Um I mean, if I read the comics and they're just friends throughout the whole thing, that's great too. But I think I think that I'm picking up on vibes that it could go that way. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And, and 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 Amber's fine, but like, I just I found Eve to be a really like dynamic and interesting character. Like, she got cheated on. Uh, she didn't she didn't fall into the trap of getting back together with her ex. Uh, she turned down being on the Guardians of the Globe. And then she like was like, ah, I'm going to go off and do my own thing. And like was actually like using her powers to help people. And I thought that was pretty cool. And also her power set is really fucking cool. And she is basically, in my opinion, it's still headcanon that she, she's an alternate universe Britta Perry. Like almost exactly to me. To make just makes me so happy that that um, that Jillian Jacobs like is the voice of that. It's just it makes that headcanon work in my head. She's just an alternate universe community for for the para yeah that's like she's an environmentalist Britta was always trying to be like a a, a, you know a earth justice warrior and here she is doing that she had overbearing parents and she ran off and did the thing the whole thing it's just it's still Britta yeah it works super well but I like Amber I do I I get her personality and I dig how she'd be attractive to that I, I I am hoping that she that she gets better material going on I thought it wasn't earned her just running back and being like, I'm sorry, like without a conversation, um, especially after the whole blow up that they had. So I'm, I'm hoping for new juicy content between them. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, do you feel worse for Mark or do you feel worse for Debbie after the events of the last episode? I think Mark, because he's younger and he didn't really have a choice in all this. I mean, it's kind of like the whole, like I didn't ask to be born. I mean, it's his father. So I think there's an extra layer of, confusion and, and you know what's another 17 years i'll make a new kid yeah exactly hearing that that like just that getting beaten up by your dad so brutally and so like confrontationally and with 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 complete and total you're useless and everything you care about is useless you know I, it, that that truth was literally beaten into him and he's just like no, he's still denying it and he was like no i'll stop you you know like that was he could barely speak but he was still being rebellious so much respect for mark and i think i feel more bad for him the the mom definitely feel bad for too i mean like that's that's a different kind of betrayal that's like i lost my shit when he called her a pet yeah that that definitely was like one of those moments where you just you feel it slinking down into you you're like yeah that arrogant son of a mm." fuck nolan why do we think that he flew off? Um, I think he had a, like a human connection kind of thing moment. I, that's what I was getting from it is that he 
he realized he couldn't kill his son. He did the John Walker. He was like, why are you making me do this? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did exactly that. This is the, the, the call telltale sign of an abuser. Abuser speak. Abuser speak. Like, you made me do this. Why are you making me do this? Then he realized he couldn't do it. And he ran off. And I think he either ran off to like, because he felt useless and is confused for the first time ever in his existence. I don't think it was an accident that we got that flashback right before, you know, like with, with him basically going from like, I don't understand the point of this game and then rooting his son on and then sincerely letting go and smiling and enjoying the moment. And that flashback was reminded him like he does love his son, but, and so he's now very confused. So either he's going to go to like a monastery or go get therapy or go get the shit kicked out of him or go back to home world and say he failed. Like what? We don't know what he's going to go do. Yeah. I'm sure this isn't the last we've seen. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, which characters I, I really, really enjoyed and I didn't realize I would enjoy the Mahler twins. Yeah, they're great. I love those guys. They're just like the, 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 the semi white collar criminals who are, are always just dealing with shit and are end up being muscle but they're really just really smart trying to like do crimes and they just get no respect for it. I love that. <laughs> I was actually kind of pissed when robot double crossed them. Yeah. Well, like, you know, like I, I think robot was not gonna, it was going to make sure he got what he wanted and, and, and put them back exactly where he wanted them to be. So rewatching the first episode, I was like, Oh yeah, wait, these were the bad guys at the beginning of the first episode. And they, you know, they just seemed like dumb muscle. But then by the end of it, I was like, Oh no, they're actually kind of smart and they hate like they're good at cloning and like the them talking to robot about like what it's like, uh, like the experience of like waking up in a clone body and not knowing which one is which like I was like, oh, that's, that's genuinely kind of touching in a strange way. Yeah, no, they get each other. I think in that material, like they understand that awkwardness. There is brilliance there. And there is that's why I like the show that even those villains like that are so filled with character and personality and persona. Um, the, the voice actors really put a lot into it themselves, but it, there's a lot of base there. I love it. And especially those, those clones, the twins. Yeah, they were, they were pretty cool. Also, RIP Donald, the Coulson of this universe. Bye Donald. Aw. He sacrificed himself in that epic way. I mean, it was literally Coulson in the Avengers. Like he went out like trying to take Nolan out with like a big gun and then just got fucking, although he blew himself up. Yeah, exactly. That's why. And that's. And I, I pictured that the house explosion being the same like vibe as uh, as Coulson holding uh, the destroyer weapon. And it's like, all right, here we go. It's, it didn't do anything. Like it didn't solve the problem, but he got to go out like a like a boss. Thank you, Donald. Um, the, the show is fucking brilliant. Uh, the the weird Cybermen that we have to deal with now as like helpers on our side it's creepy ezra miller is a creepy professor they're basically like Deathlock from uh, agents of shield i wonder if we're gonna see that boyfriend again the best friend's boyfriend who turned into one of them yeah i feel like we will because like he has no personality now because his his brain had been removed partially william really didn't catch a break on that one no he did not and then he just got so distracted that his best friend's a superhero Although he did take the time to call out Mark for being like, you know, if you just listened to me and helped me out, this wouldn't have happened, which I appreciated. He didn't he didn't press it as far as he could have, but he did call Mark out on it. Yeah, well, that's that. And that's he's uh, he's, uh, again, a real character. I think that's cool that they have that relation despite despite knowing all that. Um, And he also is a bad friend who can't keep a secret because he keeps telling everybody 
that Mark is a superhero. Yeah, the show is, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting combination of like the teen melodrama from like the CW and like the gruesome superhero shit from the boys. Yeah, it's it, and I think it's a good blend because if I want just pure like in your face balls to the wall like cum stains on your fucking forehead, then I watch the boys. It's there. But if I want something that's a little bit more clever, tongue in cheek. I'm not going to say wholesome, but more of the comedy element of that same energy, then this is perfect for it. Because there's a lot of funny moments and a lot of lightheartedness and there's a lot of color to, to break out all the very bright gore that gets to be thrown into it. Um, but and it's epic in scope. So you get to take the energy of the boys and take it to something as massive as phase four of the Marvel Universe. Like, we already got planets. We got other 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 species invading. We got all these weird characters up in here. So that's just we got Seth Rogen, the alien popping up every once in a while. I am excited, though, because like this show's already been renewed for seasons two and three. Yeah. So they know they have something and they're going to just run with it for at least two more seasons. I wonder whether that's like at least we, we know that we're going to get that. And I, I don't know if the comic book's still going on. So whether their source material is, is run out. So it's a fine you know, it's a defined storyline, you know, whether it's a beginning, middle and end or if it's ongoing and we're still going through it. I, I don't know. Are you going are you interested in reading the comics now that we've watched it or are you just going to watch the show? I am definitely going to watch the show. I may read the comics. It depends on, you know. Right now, I kind of want to know what happens next, but I'm not so invested that I want to go and read what happens next. But if sometime between if sometime between now and when the second season comes out, I get an itch. I might read it. I, I do want to read them. I I'm in the middle of a Jason Aaron uh, Thor binge right now. So when I'm done with that, I'm gonna see if I like have the energy to like pick up a new series. And, and then I'm gonna see how much there is. And like if it's one of those, there are only five trade paperbacks. Then yeah, I'll, I'll buy them all and, and read them and binge them. If it's like still ongoing, forty seven trade paperbacks. Like <clears throat> you know what? I'm just gonna watch the show gonna watch the show it's fine it all depends how much there is essentially and how much catch-up i have to do like there are at least 12 collected uh volumes it ended in 2018 and that's the end okay i will read that i can read that that's doable that is a doable thing plus it tells me that there is a definitive ending i'm very excited by that because that's it but now, now i have to make the choice do i want to do i want to be ignorant and just enjoy the show or or read ahead and enjoy the comics for all their glory, which I'm sure are awesome. Yeah, I'm sure they're great. I, I mean, you can read the comics and then, you know, compare and contrast what happens in the show. Yeah, I guess at that point, I mean, like, we're especially if we're still doing this, like, at least I'll have a, it'll have, a, have an extra amber of, a, of intellect about it. Final thoughts, though, on the show? I want to say we need more shows like this, but I, I say that and I realize that we already kind of been getting it. And I think producers and, and companies know that, that we're getting adult themed cartoons uh, that are mature and still handling like drama in a good, serious way. And they're not, they're not half-assing it. They're giving us good voice talent. Excellent voice talent. Yeah. And like from Rick and Morty to this, like you could see the similarities between those those types of shows, Solar Opposites. I mean, we're getting clever adult-themed concepts that are just a little cartoony. And I, I'm glad we're getting it. It's a nice new animated renaissance is upon us. And I'm happy about it. Yeah, I think this is a worthy little first season. It's only eight episodes. They're 45 minute episodes, but it's not really a whole lot of a time sink. So I highly recommend it for anyone who's trying to pass the time until Loki comes out like we are. 
And uh, in general, I, I think it's a worthwhile show. And I like it a lot better than Robert Kirkman's other property, The Walking Dead. I mean, if we're talking on simply what we got from it, like I, I stopped watching Walking Dead a long, long time ago. When the Tiger bought it, I was over it. Well, luckily for us, AMC didn't have the option on this show and uh, Amazon got it and we got a really great show. This is really well done and I'm happy every single moment that I watch it and I will probably watch it again after this. So next week we'll be discussing the series premiere of Star Wars The Bad Batch. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm very excited for The Bad Batch. Get some new Star Wars. It's been a while since Mandalorian. Been a while since Clone Wars. Can't wait to go back to animated Star Wars. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at InfinityCast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.